What's going on? Welcome, guys, back. It is me and my boot thing. We are here. We are live and in person. Not really, because it's on YouTube. We're here. Welcome, babe. How you feeling? You look great. Thank you. I'm so excited that we get a chance to do this again. Yes. Uh, our first two episodes, I feel like people really enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. It was fun. So when we, the, the last episode we did, you were, I think, just starting your second trimester. Mm -hmm. And now we're at the end of our third trimester. Yes. How are you feeling? feeling it's it's feeling real oh yeah it's i mean real. not that it wasn't real before but um i think we're like 27 days yeah at this point at this point when we're recording this yeah should i say that that's fine okay yeah, yeah 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 um yeah we're we are under a month we're under a month away under four weeks so at this point next week i'll be full term mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. He could come at any moment. I know so. you've got a lot of DMs, a lot of people asking about just the whole journey. But I mean, with this being, I mean, our first pregnancy, I mean, has it been everything you thought it would be? Has it been something completely different oh, yeah. or like <laughs> everything I dreamed it would be? <laughs> what What has these last few weeks been kind of been like for you? Uh, no, honestly, I've I've been and we've been really blessed to have a, a great pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been very smooth. Right. Every time we've gone to the doctor, we've been, the baby's been very healthy. I've been very healthy. You've been very healthy. Yes. And it's been, <laughs> that's very important. Very important. We, we will not leave you out. No. Um, and so no complications throughout the entire, you know, 40 weeks, just right on track every single time. Not a lot of sickness at all. Very, very little heartburn. Yeah. All the things that most women know that come with a pregnancy. And so it's just... These last few weeks have been a tad bit uncomfortable, but that's normal. Uh -huh. um, I heard it's normal. Yeah. Just because you're so big. What are you most excited about? Um, I think I'm just most excited about, you know, getting our son here and getting him into the world. I mean, a lot of women say they miss being pregnant. Do you think you're going to miss it? I don't know. I, I'm currently not at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we are asking me right now, no. Are you more, do you, do you miss not being pregnant? I've like, do I miss not being pregnant? Yeah, I mean, like, do you miss like just before pregnancy? I feel that being pregnant is very is a is a very special thing. Yes, obviously, Absolutely. it is very, and we're not done with this journey. So no. this is a very, uh, we're about to go through the most important part. Yes, you know, and the most the life changing act, the, the part, part of yeah. pregnancy. But I think I'm just my personality is more excited to have the baby outside of me mm. and in our world mm. than on the inside of me. So when people say they miss being pregnant, I don't know if they actually mean like they have baby fever mm -hmm. and they, they want another small baby or yeah. they actually miss being pregnant. Being pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you're asking me, do I, you think I'll miss being actually pregnant right now? No. Okay. But when I'm not pregnant we can ask that again and see. Watching you through this journey has completely changed my way of thinking as far as what I thought this journey would be like obviously it's both of our first time so we had no clue we were going in very green uh but women are strong like women they are they don't play no games i mean the fact that every single day i mean your body your body changes every day mm -hmm. for nine months and then yeah. those last few weeks it's like our baby is growing like a what is it like a half a pound every day or something like that or it's like an ounce Something I don't know. Something crazy. Something, I mean, maybe not half a pound, but yeah. I know he's like he's like almost doubling. <laughs> yes. Like over these last few rapid. weeks, so very rapid. Yes. And uh, my favorite part definitely has been just like to see him like move and is, see him kick. He's fun. a he's a very active baby. Yes, he is. He is very active, which is great. Yeah. They say that you're not supposed to 
really see as much movement in right. these last couple of weeks because you know there's not a lot of, he's running out of room in there right right and but i i feel like our baby's making a way out of no way in there he, he is, is still shape. very active he so. is moving mountains <laughs> yes and shifting focuses i don't know if he wants to come out but you we, think he wants to stay in there i think so but guess what he don't have a choice like, this, is, this is the the craziest thing i guess i found out in pregnancy and then we, we can move on but like how i mean this baby is inside of your belly obviously but like the amniotic fluid thing is still really, still really moving. And, and like, I just, I guess I just didn't really think about that. Like, I knew that he was going to be inside of like, uh, like a sack inside of your, inside of your belly and stuff like that. But I did not realize that babies in, are like engulfed in this fluid, mm -hmm. like complete head from toe in this fluid. And then they come out and we can never, I guess, go back to the state that we were in before when mm -hmm. we came out of our mother's womb. Like, for our whole bodies to be in completely engulfed in a fluid for nine months, then come out like we can never be in a fluid for nine months ever again. Right. Is that crazy? Or is that just me? No, it's very crazy. I mean, the fact that God, God, is, God is very amazing. It's pretty wild. Like, I don't know why that just really shook me. Like, yeah, I mean, we I mean, we're in this fluid in this thing. And now we know, obviously, like if you ever been to a pool, like, you can never be with underwater for nine months again. And I just don't think it's just so crazy how God works. Like, I know he talks about being born again and 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 be in this new life but literally when you are born again when you are born you will never go back to the way that your life was before on, preach. in the woman i really wasn't trying to do that but i think it's just so crazy and so um the fact that we are about to have our baby is wild and i know i had a good tear about it the other day but yeah it's it's gonna be good it's exciting we have definitely learned a lot in the past nine months and i feel like when you think back, I feel like the nine months have has gone by. Actually, the pregnancy's gone by really fast. Right. But then when we start to think back to like moments in those nine months, that feels forever ago. So I, I actually don't know. But we are we are here. We are here. at the very end, we're and um, we're also about to celebrate one year of marriage. Yeah. So our baby is due three days before we celebrate one year. So yeah. we are still processing how this is all about to play out. Yeah. If he comes early, if he comes late, if he comes on his due date. February you know. 17th, our one year is February 20th. So yes. would we, I know we, we were, we're trying to get him as further away from our actual anniversary <laughs> as possible so that we can always spend our anniversary enjoying each other and not oh, like we will. having to have a, you know, a baby or whatever. If he comes which, on the 20th, that's his fault. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm we sure we'll first, adjust. So that is true. That is true. But I'm sure he's gonna have to celebrate alone. He's gonna have to celebrate <laughs> with Gigi and Pop Pop. There we go. <laughs> Here recently, besides two mites, which is something that we're always kind of discussing and hopefully trying to evolve, um, this idea uh, that comes from Second Corinthians three um, has really been. Uh, impacting our lives in a big way. Second Corinthians 3, um, as a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not, not carved into stone tablets, but on the tablets of tender hearts. Mm -hmm. um, here recently, me and Jordan just been talking about this whole idea and uh, this uh, mantra that we are living letters, living letters for Christ. And if we can take this idea and understand that some people might not ever read the Bible, but they will read your life. Some people might not ever go into the scripture. They might not ever read about Jesus. They might not ever read about the gospels, but they will read your life in that idea that we are the 67th book of the Bible. I know that there's 66 books, um, yes. but if we are, are able to take this, yeah. 
Six 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 books of the whole Bible. He's one okay. special one. You never read? You never heard this? Uh, you know, I've I've heard a few, but I don't know if I've heard that one. Yeah, that one's a good one. Uh, we are we are the sixty seventh book of the Bible, a book that is that is constantly being written, a, a book that is constantly being involved in this uh in this Christian life that we have. We are the sixty seventh book, and so today I wanted to just kind of take some time and talk to you about this whole idea, but also um how we can kind of implement that into our relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that. What one of the things I learned, at least from this scripture, was that um, that we are able to live our lives in such a way that every time people see us, they should see Jesus. Right. They should be able to see the glory of God. They should be able to see the favor of God. They should be able to see the blessings of God in our lives. Right. Yes, we're gonna go through stuff. Yes, we're gonna have moments of 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 needing help and needing peace and needing grace. Of course, absolutely. But that does not stop the fact that God is still wanting to bless us immensely and he's still wanting to give us favor and in that people should see Jesus whenever they see us. Um, how can we implement that into our lives and in relationships? Uh, I mean, I think that's great, you know, saying that your individual life is like the 67th book of the Bible because yeah. you are a living testimony. You know, you choose to believe that you're a living testimony that you've been saved by grace through faith and you are walking that out daily yeah and you know when you think back to when the bible was being written or when jesus was walking the earth you know the 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 beginning of of the word said the word is with god and the word was God. God. And so you literally had the Bible walking on this earth. You Mm -hmm. had the word walking on this earth and people had an encounter with Jesus. And there was nobody in the, in the Bible. I mean, we see maybe 2% in the in the actual text of scripture of the people that Jesus encountered. Right. It's a very, very small amount that we see, even though it feels like it's a lot. Um, but they, they, no one ever left an encounter with Jesus not changed. Right, right. They never left his presence not completely whole, completely healed, whether it was physically in their body, in their mind, you know, ha- having an encounter, um, you know, a lifestyle change. No one ever left an encounter with Jesus not changed. And so when I think about that, um, not that we are Jesus, but we have the power of of Jesus living inside of us. So when people come into my life, I want to make sure that they not see Jordan or they not see Byron, but they're able to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, even if they can't yeah. um, really pinpoint what right. that is. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. When mm-hmm. people say, there's just something about you or I just like being around her. Mm-hmm. It's not me because if there wasn't a Holy Spirit in me, mm-hmm. I promise you, you would not like being around me. So this, I guess, kind of goes back to like the fruit of the Spirit as well. Then. Right. And people being able to the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. But, you know, in order for you to taste something that is good, you have to have something of substance. Mm-hmm. And I guess my my hope is that we can also have this type of mentality, even in the the search for new relationships or in the search of, of new opportunities, knowing that in everything that we do, we are a representative of Christ. Right. And I love like I know that there's there's been a new saying going on where like, you know, instead of re- instead of representing Christ, represent him, like mm-hmm. represent him in a new way. Allow people to see him in a new way through you, through who you are. Um, and I guess in relationships, the best way that we can do that is by living our, our truest self, mm-hmm. by being our truest self. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I 
you know, I think it all comes down to what you believe. Mm. You know, when you we we are saved by faith because we we believe in that. Right. You know, I mean, I you know, in John, uh, I think it's you know, 14, 15, he says, if if you love me, you will keep my commands. I think that the Lord knew we would have, we would definitely have trouble with righteousness on our own. Mm. So he sent his son to die for us. Mm. You know, no matter how much we do and keep doing, if Jesus didn't die, mm. our doing would be nothing. Right. But now because of his death, you know, we have the option to live by faith and what we believe in. So people will say, well, I have you know, I have I have a hard time making right decisions. Well, do you really believe? Yeah. Because if you really believe, then that is in you. The Bible says if you believe that God has called you righteous, he right. has made you righteous in his eyes, which means righteousness lives within us, right. which means we don't have a choice but to do right. Exactly. Because it's in us. So exactly. it's not saying just go live how you want oh, and believe that Jesus died on the cross. That's mm -hmm. not what it's, it's saying at all. Mm -hmm. Because I truly believe that Jesus loves me and died for me and he's called me righteous. I have to choose right. right. The way I live my life has to reflect him. If I don't, then I have to go back and have to ask, what do I truly believe? I think that one of the biggest uh, people that we started to see, at least in scripture, that did not have it right, but then ended up getting it right, was probably Saul. Um, whenever he was on the road to Damascus, literally killing Christians or about mm -hmm. to go and kill Christians, more Christians. And yeah, talk um, about a turnaround. Talk about a complete 180, <laughs> <laughs> like a complete uh, stopping in the tracks, not doing what you're going to do. And uh, he has he has an encounter. He has an experience with Christ and it completely sh shifted his focus. I mm -hmm. think that I think at least one of the issues that that we have in the body is we we love the we love the experiences that we have in worship. We love the experiences that we have um, in, in, in talking with people and things like that. But I feel like we, we miss out on the encounters that we have in Christ because of our lack of expectation for what he can really do in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that one of the things that was so crazy about Saul was he he really wasn't ready for it. He really even wasn't thinking that this was something that was going to happen. But Christ knew, God knew on what he was going to do and how he needed to go and shift his entire focus, shift his entire life in order for him to start living out his God-ordained life and the thing that God had for him, this purpose right. that he had for him. But it all started <laughs> with the experience and the encounter that he had with Christ first. Right. You know, I believe that it all came down to his perspective and the way that he saw the Lord. Mm -hmm. And literally, I, mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that he saw Christianity, he saw the Lord and people living for the Lord one way. Right. And so the Lord in in real in real life mm -hmm. went after his sight. Yeah. He took his sight mm -hmm. on the road to Damascus, right. you know, and he was he became completely blind. So I, I think that the Lord using that that is symbolic mm -hmm. you know i took his actual sight because right. of the way that he saw me mm -hmm. and i think that sometimes that is a lot of our problem is not that we don't believe but right. it's the way we are seeing right. who jesus is and who jesus is in our lives yeah. you know i think a lot of us don't have trouble with believing the that jesus died on a cross mm -hmm. we believe mm -hmm. that but it really doesn't take a lot to believe that because that actually happened yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying so yeah. that you saying that you believe jesus died on the cross well that's something that actually happened right. in history mm -hmm. so you know it's like me saying george washington was never president right well he was right that was that's easy mm -hmm. but to believe that he 
that he lives in me mm. and that I can put expectations, like he says, taste and see that I am good. You know, I want to, um, I want your life to be a representation to others on how I love you. I think that's where our belief gets kind of, you know, confusing mm-hmm. and the, the waters get a little bit muddy. I think what, I think part of the reason why it gets muddy is some people feel like they, they have to, um, they, they have to continue to live the way that they're living or they have to continue to go to church or they have to continue to serve or they have to continue to, you know, live out this book 67 life. You don't have to, but you get the opportunity to. Right. You get the opportunity to serve the Lord. You get the opportunity to to worship and you get the opportunity to to be a book 67. And I mm-hmm. think that if we can change our focus, if we could change our mindset and knowing that even for Saul, like Saul, Saul thought what he was doing was for good, like. He saw his, he always saw uh, his people in his community, his family even killing Christians. And he just thought this is what he was doing was good. And we've talked about already giving 110% and everything like that. But how can we, how can we be a representative or how can we, how can we represent Christ in our relationships? Uh, I'm sorry. Get the hair. Something is flying. It's okay. Around. It's okay. Wait, come here really quick. Okay. This is one here kind of sticking up. Thank you. I got you. I got you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. yes that's what I'm here for. Okay. Um, how can we represent represent yeah. Christ in our everyday relationships? Yeah. Well, you know, the um, our, I've been studying this because we are in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yes. And um, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all yeah. your strength. And then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And yeah. he says these are equally important. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at that and, you know, all throughout the New Testament, we see... Uh, we see scholars and we see lawyers and all kinds of people trying to pin Jesus on what is the greatest commandment. And Mm -hmm. this is what he keeps saying. Um, So it's love God, love people, love yourself, you know? And so in our relationships, you know, we have to know that success in, in how we view success, if we don't view it, how the Lord views it, he views that on our lives of how well we loved him and how well, we love others. Right. And so that is my whole bottom line basis. It's not deep. It yeah. does, there's no digging. It's not, well, we got to figure out how relationships work. It's love God, mm-hmm. love people. Mm-hmm. If your relationship with God and you love God and your relationship with him is is where it should be, mm-hmm. then loving others will come so natural Absolutely. to you. But a lot of times, if you find yourself struggling to love others, whether it's in your your own really close relationships or, you know, maybe it's easy to love the people closest to you, but it's a little bit harder for those, um, you know, those friendships that we have outside, then mm. we need to check our relationship with the Lord yeah. and see how well we are loving the Lord yeah. because it's a direct reflection, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think implementing that, it, well, again, our going back to our belief se- belief system, the bottom line, love God, love people. Mm. If I love God and my relationship with him is where it's supposed to be, then loving others in our relationships will also be there. You make it sound so easy. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying that the everyday choice to do it is easy. Yeah. But when you get when it gets overwhelming, I think it's it can be a relief to know that what I'm referring back to is very simple. Mm-hmm. Now, my choice to do it may not be so simple because God loved us so much that he gives us the choice. Mm-hmm. So we have not only the choice to love him, but we also have a choice to love others. Yeah. And it's a choice that 
I have to wake up every day and I have to make that choice. Mm. You know, it may not just come naturally depending on circumstances or what's going on in my life. Yeah. You know, we fight that selfishness every day to where this season's just a little bit harder to love people because of what I'm going through. Right. You know, and so it's overcoming that selfishness as well to realize, no, like what God said in his commandment didn't change just because of what I'm going through. Exactly. You know, so we still have to represent him no matter what is going on in our own lives. And we have to trust by faith that he's got whatever we're going through. I think that's I think that is the the toughest thing I think for Christians to do nowadays, which I know that um, we have some some amazing communicators and pastors that talk about, you know, faith and and and, and crazy faith and all the different mm-hmm. stuff. But um, faith is tough. Like walking by faith is so tough. And going back to Saul, like when God took his eyesight and and for three days he had no eyesight. He didn't eat no food or no water. Yeah, he literally um, had to walk by faith. He literally had to start walking <laughs> by faith for at least three days, right. like literally. And he had people around him that were helping him get to Damascus. And he had people that were that were praying with them and discipling him and all that kind of stuff. But um, but he literally had to walk by faith. And I but I think that that is the I think that that is the the foundation of 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 how we need to be living our life. And it's mm-hmm. so cliche because we hear about walking by faith all the time. But walking by faith allows you to put your your weight onto Christ who is holding you than you putting your faith or your weight or even your your stamina onto something else. Mm-hmm. Like uh you know, blind people for an example, like they have to be able to use their stick or whatever to help guide them. Like they just, they have to. Mm -hmm. And I think that Christ is saying, you have to rely on me. Like I need you to rely on me because if not, you're going to trip, you're going to fall, you're going to mess up. You're going to trip and fall no matter what, but you're going to do it even more without leaning on me, without trusting in me, without me being your anchor. That's good. And I think that walking by faith and not by sight was so important for Saul. And I think it's so important in our lives. And I think it's so important to be book 67. Again, some people might not ever read the Bible, but they will read your life. Um, in hopes that they will will read the Bible. <laughs> in hopes that they will read the Bible. I really don't care what people say about me. I'm more worried about what people read about me. Mm, like, I don't, I don't care about what people say about me. People are going to say whatever they want to say, however they want to feel. But whenever mm. people read my life, whenever people read our marriage, whenever people read uh, what we do, when they see us, when they see the living letters, I want them to read Jesus. Right. I want them to read about blessings and about favor and about healing and about um, restoration and about um, glory. Right. I don't. I don't want them to be reading about depression or about uh, filled with anxiety or about loneliness or about him. You know his his wife beating on him. You know what I'm saying. I don't want them to read. Which you, I know you would never do that, but you know, just yeah. in case. I know my wife actually has a really strong punch. I don't know if we ever <laughs> talked about that, but one day we were like, all right, let's just see how hard you can punch. She punches really hard. It hurts. Um, but <laughs> I, that's that's what I want people to read about. And so I think that this idea and this this hope is for us to be able to go into this new year and i know that we are already in february but going into this new year um knowing that we can we can live our best life we can we can live strong lives but we can also do that by living full out for christ yeah we don't have to um water it down we don't have to sugarcoat it. We don't have to put it in the back seat. But honestly, putting Christ in the driver's seat allows us to say, listen, wherever you're going to take us, God, you're going ahead, big dog. We're just going to be back here. We're going to be chilling. You do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then we'll follow suit. Yeah. 
No, I think that's great. I think that, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people will look at your life and encounter you and they will want to have that same experience for themselves. Yeah. They'll want to they'll want to know why your life is so peaceful, why your spirit is so peaceful, why mm -hmm. it seems like you never are caught up in mess or drama or well, it seems like you're never going through anything, which isn't the case. Right. But be, the difference is in is what I believe for my life and what you believe for your life. And so and then a lot of times when they want to know how they don't want to hear that it's Jesus. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so but that's all I got for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is the only reason that I'm even standing here yeah. or sitting here able to do this podcast yeah. is by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. None of us should really be here. Yeah. And so if you don't want to hear that answer, I, I don't have any other experience <laughs> yeah. to give you. I'm, I'm speaking truthfully from my life. Yeah. Like that's all I know there. It, you know, it wasn't anything else, but the grace of God. Yeah. And so, and I really think that that is, People think that's a, a cliche answer, but it's not a cliche answer once you've truly experienced him. Mm -hmm. Once you've truly experienced him um, and his grace in your life, you know, and, and sometimes it takes people several, several situations to to truly believe that yeah. and, and to kind of say, OK, you know what? I, I really believe this thing and mm -hmm. I'm really going to walk this thing out, yeah. you know what would you know it used to wear the bracelets like what would jesus do right wwjd that was like super 90s but mm -hmm. you know it's almost like how would jesus love mm -hmm. which i think yep. is a better bracelet you know what would that be h w, w oh yeah j l h how yes wait how would h w j l yeah there you go i mean it's not as catchy on a bracelet it doesn't look as great but i try to say that to myself like how would jesus love this person yeah you know what would jesus do what would jesus say mm. you know all these things because and it's also knowing how to love them from from where they are in their lives too right. like I think it's so still so crazy that Jesus was able to love Judas in the way that he was knowing what he was going to end up doing knowing how his life was going to end up turning out but Jesus he didn't he you know that Jesus had his disciples and he had his inner circle like he knew not to put Judas in his inner circle right he knew not to have him too close to home but he knew that I'm still going to love on this man, even though I know what he's going to do. But you know what? He what he's going to do is still God's still going to get the glory from it. Yeah. And so if God can if Jesus can love the person that literally like persecuted him and put him onto the cross, then how much more can we just love our neighbor? How much more can we love yeah. our father that, you know, that abandoned us? How much more can we still try our hardest to, to be there for people that have not been there for us? Knowing that it's not about them, it's about you. Yeah. It's it was never about Judas. No. It was never about Judas. It was always about Christ. It was always about Jesus knowing that if I can love him, I can love anybody. Yeah. Like if I can show him grace, then I can show anybody grace. If you can show the person grace that did you wrong, you can show anybody grace. If you can show the person grace that that messed you up, that left you, that abandoned you, you can show anybody grace. And also Christ can show grace to you as well. Truth and righteousness come through jesus yeah which jesus equals love so yep. truth and righteousness come through love so if you can't if you can't guide someone or help keep someone accountable with truth and righteousness but through love if it just sounds like you know instructions or it just sounds like you need to do this you need to do that and you can't do it through love like jesus did yeah. then it's 
it's it's falling on dead ground. You're mm-hmm. not really planting seeds. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important for us as believers who have been walking this thing out for a while to help people like Jesus. Like Jesus. I mean, we look at him. Um, his disciples were not the smartest people at, at all. At all. I mean, he picked the runts of the group. I mean, and he did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't trying to pick the smartest, the wealthiest. He was trying to pick the least of these. Mm-hmm. And even after walking with love and truth himself mm-hmm. they still didn't get it yeah some of them didn't get it and he didn't give up on them or right. say well you know what you're <laughs> out i got one slot open who wants, who it? wants it yeah we're down to 11 yeah, yeah. we need a 12th man mm-hmm. like this guy's been walking me for a while he's just not getting mm-hmm. it you're mm-hmm. out he kept on loving them through their situation he kept on loving their unbelief yep he kept on loving them through their doubt christ not only can can love you know, the least of these and these people that that were just kind of like the runs of the litter, but also showing that those are the people that Christ really wants to use mm-hmm. in the work that he's doing even now. Right. Don't get me wrong. If you're not the run of the litter, if you are <laughs> the if you are the the head honcho of your group, if you're the cool kid, if you are the whatever it may be, he wants to use you as well. Absolutely. But at the same time, knowing that even if you are the least of these, even if you are the run of the group, even if you are the the kid that that nobody talks to that doesn't have friends, if you are the young adult that is still struggling, and if you're you know you're getting closer to the age of the goals that you wanted to finish and you're not finished yet, and you're still trying to work it out, if you if you're a young woman and you know you're getting closer to that age and you're like, man, I still want to be married, I still have this desire, and you feel like God, where's it going? He still wants to use you. And even if your dreams and your goals aren't really happening in the way that you think they need to happen, I believe leaning on Christ and walking by faith and not by sight, you'll start to see that he has so much more in store for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, he has so many more plans for you than you could ever imagine. But knowing and realizing that it all stems off of your obedience and how you love God and how you love people. Yeah, I think he's after he's after your heart. He just wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. You know, when he asked the rich young ruler to go and sell all he had, Jesus didn't need all that the rich young ruler had. He didn't need his stuff. He didn't need his gold. Whatever he had, he didn't need it. He was after his heart. So, I mean, I'm not even saying today that God's asking you to go and sell everything you have. I'm not saying that, but he's after your heart. So he wanted to see where his heart was, Mm -hmm. and his heart just wasn't there. And so at the end of the day, we have a choice Mm -hmm. to choose to have a relationship with him, but that's all he wants from us. And the crazy thing is that the rich young ruler and the woman who gave two mites are essentially the same story. Mm-hmm. Like where there are these people that are given money and that the only difference was that, you know, Jesus didn't ask this woman to give all that she had, but she just knew that in giving her 110% of what she had, she knew that there was going to be blessings on the other side of it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if she knew what how it would come. I don't know if she knew... Or even if she was trying to get a blessing more than she knew, like, this is this is my heart's desire. Yeah. This is how I'm going to worship Christ. Mm-hmm. And so... She was just a little bit further than he was. She, she already believed. Mm-hmm. The rich young, you know, she already knew, if I do this, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. The rich young ruler was presented with an opportunity yeah. to believe yeah. and to have a relationship. Ultimately, that was about him having an opportunity yep. to have a very one-on-one close-up relationship with Jesus, yeah. you know? And I, I think when he probably looks back or mm-hmm. looked back on his life, yep. you know, we pray that some, we never hear about him again, but we pray that somewhere down the road, yeah. 
he he gave his life to Christ and he understood what happened. Yeah. I would probably shoot myself in the foot if I was like, dang, <laughs> dang it. that was my my, di- my disciple audition. <laughs> I was going to get to be a disciple. I was going to get to walk with Christ. I was going to be the richest disciple ever. Yes. So, but he was after his heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Lord is whatever it is, you know, that we're doing in our life or whatever it is that we're doing here on this earth. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know. I know that the Lord wants us to experience life to the fullest here on this earth, but he wants us to experience it through him and with him and not without him. God is after your heart. He is after your, your time, your talent and your treasure. That's what he wants. He wants, he wants to know that you don't have to choose him, but you get the opportunity to choose him and you choose him every single day. The point of this podcast, the point of me and Jordan's life, (laughs) our relationship is, you know, we want to help people. We want to show people that, you know, giving Christ all that you have is amazing. But on the flip side of that, um, knowing that this life and this journey that that God has for you is way bigger than you can ever have for yourself. This, yeah. this love he has for you is, is way bigger than you could ever imagine for yourself. And so thank you for joining us today coming up on this podcast today we appreciate it again absolutely we are just a few days away from giving our baby uh giving our baby get giving having, our baby having our baby giving our baby an opportunity to do we want to accept jesus <laughs> do we do we want to do a uh a, a, do we want to do a belly bump uh preview show no him? we you don't want to show him your belly Mm-mm. okay we won't show him it your is belly. too cold it's cold in here. And uh, my belly are, are, is wider than these lights <laughs> in this backdrop. Um, we are very, very excited for this next journey of our life. And um, we appreciate all the support. Again, like, share, subscribe, send it to somebody. Tell them where you watch it from. Tell them that you love us. Follow us on <laughs> IG at Rito. Listen up. At Rito XX. Um, I, jo- I never know mine. It's Jordan Rito XX. Okay, yeah. I always ask you what my own Instagram is because I never, I never know if I if there's an M in there, my middle initial, or if there's that's not. your email. That's my email. See? Yes, yes. Just, that's baby, too much. I got you. That's too much. I got you, babe. You already made me put X on the end of stuff. Well, see, when we started this podcast, I knew that branding wise, the XX would be great because it's for the mm. two mites. So okay. Oh, <sighs> do I have two X's on the end, yeah. or do I have one? You have two. I have to talk to my manager about that. (laughs) We love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Peace.